Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Heidi, 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 hope. <laughs> Mike Kapler here, the cap along with the breeze man. Breezy, as he's often called in some of the religious circles. I Heidi, think. Heidi, Heidi, ho. <laughs> Joel Breezeke <laughs> is right over there. Um, not sure what's going on. He might have reached puberty with that, that high voice. I'm not sure. Hi- well, I thought you were talking about the Heidi Bowl. You remember the Heidi Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. Okay. You know, some of our listeners might uh, see I've piqued the interest of some people. What's the Heidi Bowl? Long, long story short, it was a football game, an NFL game, where one team was leading the other team considerably, and the network was scheduled to air Heidi, the TV film, after the game. And so toward the end of the game, they cut away from the game and started airing Heidi. Well, in the meantime, the team that was behind ended up scoring two touchdowns in the final minute (laughs) and ended up winning the game. That made a lot of people mad. Okay, that's all. When you said Heidi, that's what happened in me. <laughs> and that's enough of that, I guess. <laughs> Unless I you have anything you want to add. Subject. Nothing? Okay. All right. Well, so we'll talk about grace. How's that sound? <laughs> Instead of Heidi, we'll talk about grace. The grace of God is something that we have talked about on this podcast. Obviously, we're talking about growing in grace on the podcast, and something that the early church went through was they went through this growing in grace thing. Um, a lot of these people didn't understand grace right off the bat, kind of like, you know, you know, Paul himself, he had this amazing transformation. He had this amazing thing happen on the road to Damascus, and yet it was many years later. You know, he spent 14 years here, he spent three years there, and it was a long time before he really began teaching and, and sharing and going on the road and um, sharing his message as an evangelist, as an apostle. And so it was a growing process for him, l- learning about grace. And so then he began, you know, starting churches, planting churches in different cities. And I don't mean, you know, a building and, uh, you know, getting a, a plant, a five-year plan. I don't mean that thing. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about getting people who knew the Lord together, meeting together and sharing the gospel message among themselves and loving one another and, you know, all of these things, meeting at homes and, you know, that type of thing. And then some issues came up in churches, like in in Galatia, where this message of grace had been taught to them and and they received the Holy Spirit. They, They were saved and they began in the Spirit and God did miracles and things among them, all because of his grace and and by the Holy Spirit. And then, all of a sudden, well, maybe not all of a sudden, who knows, maybe it was gradual, but they began to try to be made perfect by the flesh, that is, by their works, by their good deeds. We talked a little bit about that last week, and and so Paul wrote this letter to them um, saying, you guys are foolish trying to do that. Don't you get it? Don't you understand that you can't live this life in Christ 
by the law, by trying to be perfected by the flesh. It's got to be the Holy Spirit in you. It can't be anything that you do. And so Paul was sharing all of this stuff with them, and he says in Galatians 4.19, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again, until Christ is formed in you. I would like to be present with you now and change my tone, for I have doubts about you. (laughs) Well, there's a very encouraging message from the Apostle Paul. (laughs) But, see, and so people will read this. This is one of these cases of what you call versology, Cap, and I like that phrase, versology. You You take one verse, or really, yeah, this is one verse, two verses, but it's one sentence, um, you take that and you build a whole doctrine on that. And I've heard people teach about this and you got to get Christ formed in you. You got to stop doing the bad things. You got to start doing the good things. And then God will change his tone about you. Really, it's Paul talking about changing his tone. But um, for I have doubts about you. But look what Paul is talking about here. What is Paul talking about here? Remember, he's telling them, that they received Christ by the, by the Holy Spirit. They began this walk in Christ by the Holy Spirit. The miracles, the transformations, everything that was happening was by the Spirit, not by the flesh, not by what they were attempting to do, not by them a- trying to attain anything by what they did. They had already attained everything that they needed in Christ. Christ was in them, but now they were Uh, kind of neglecting Christ in them and going to their own works and and to the law. That's why Paul was laboring in birth again until Christ is formed in them and why he wanted to change his tone about them. That's why he had doubts about them, because this Christ that he had told them about, they were neglecting him and the work that he was doing in them by grace, and they were instead reverting to the works of the flesh. And Paul wanted them to realize that Guess what? In Christ, you already have everything. You've arrived, so to speak, at the finish line. Now you start your life from that point. The rest of your life is is lived from the fact that you've been made righteous. You've been made holy. Christ is in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. God is at work in you. That's your starting point, rather than trying to attain all those things by what you do. And that is, by and large, what the uh, Christian religion, I say that in, a, in the negative sense, the Christian religion is, is built on that concept, I think, Joel, in, mm-hmm. in that I'm trying to become something that I'm not. That's what I'm shooting. I'm trying to become something that I'm not. I'm trying to become better. I'm trying to, you know, all the all these kinds of things. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, shoot for something that I'm, I'm, I'm working toward. God's molding me. He's shaping me. Look, I'm not saying that there aren't improvements in life that you could make because I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there are. But we're talking about who God has created you to be as a believer who is in Christ, in Christ. And, and so, you know, with that in mind, if we can begin to start telling believers in Christ that they have already been changed instead of telling them to try to change and, and make themselves better. It's by that, 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 that kind of faith in what Jesus did that is going to help people get to where they need to be even in this life. It's a distinction that seems like a very thin line for the religious people, but it's a huge difference between trying to become something that you're not uh, or that you think you're not 
and, and realizing that you can begin to live from who God says you already are. You can start from there. You know, I often say you can start from the finish line. The finish line, what happens when you run a race at the finish line? It's a place of rest. That's where mm-hmm. we get to start. That's where we get to live. But it's it's not going to work if you get it flipped around the other way. And if you're, if you're going to live from who you are in Christ, that's what you want. If you're going to try to live to become something you think you're not yet, uh, and you're going to work at that, then that's that's going to have things a, a little bit messed up for you. It just won't work. It's And it's not supposed to. It never was. That's just not the gospel. So there's just a whole bunch of people out there trying to become who they're not. And with the Galatians, you probably had some mixed people in there with Jews and Gentiles, but a lot of Gentiles, uh, because some other uh, Jewish people who came from James were trying to talk Gentiles into starting to keep the law, starting with circumcision and, and a bunch of other things. And um, that's what Paul, in that passage you were talking about there in Galatians 4, that's what Paul is about to get into when it sounded like he was scolding them for not living good enough. Keep reading a couple of verses later, he's going to explain the two covenants and the commandments that came from Sinai and why they should not have any place in the life of a believer. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you're living a life like that of, you know, I've come to Christ and now I'm trying to change. I'm trying to become better. I'm trying to improve myself. You're always going to be trying, but never attaining. Or there are there are some people who seem to, and they're not many, but some people who seem to have this uh, ability to live better. You know, there are some people who don't, don't seem to have the same struggles that other people have. It's There's not many people. But but they are in the same boat because even even if they're doing a whole bunch of good things by the flesh, it's still by the flesh. But either way, a person will always be trying to attain to something and they'll never be able to reach it. And the problem, the irony there is that they've already attained it because they've attained it by faith. God has given us everything for life and godliness, and it's all been by faith, his, his gift to us. We're not trying to attain to it. We're not trying to earn it. And like you said, when Paul is scolding the Galatians, I would like to be present with you and change my tone, for I have doubts about you. Indeed, right after that, he says, Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? Don't you get what the law says? You see what their mindset was. Their mindset was, We're in Christ, and so now we need to follow the law. Now we need to become better. We need to try to become better Christians by keeping the law. Paul says, guess what? Don't you even hear what the law says? And then he does indeed go on about the two different covenants. And he talks about Sarah and Hagar, and they're symbolic of the two covenants. And and they're two sons, Sarah's son, Isaac. And Hagar's son, Ishmael, one was born of the flesh and one was born of the promise. And the one, Ishmael, the one born of the flesh, that represents the old covenant. And Isaac, who was born of the promise, that represents the new covenant. And that is the one that we're under. That's what we need to follow, the one of promise, not the one that we follow by the flesh, by the deeds of the law. The covenant that we're a part of is was based upon God's promise to himself, God's oath that he made to himself and the blood of Jesus that was shed for sins, whereas the old was based upon the works of the flesh. And again, if you're trying 
to do this thing by the works of the flesh, you're never going to get there. You're going to keep trying and trying and trying and be frustrated and frustrated and frustrated when all that you need to do is, like you say, Cap, you're at the finish line. What What is the finish line? It's a place of rest. Just rest. Just understand that you have been made righteous. You've been made holy. You've been perfected. That's where you're living from. And don't try to force yourself to change. Don't try to force yourself to become something that God has already made you to be. And just rest in him. Resting in him. Yeah. See, it, it, God doesn't really want us to focus on our behavior in order to change. But he will help us. He will lead us. He will guide us. He will assist us to help us believe in the change that has already been made. And that requires a focus on the finished work of the cross, on Jesus and what he did instead of what we do. And and getting comfortable with that can, can be a challenge because, uh, you know, religious rocks being thrown at us uh, are, are coming from a whole different direction. But it, even with forgiveness, you know, I, I chased down forgiveness for years and years, just seeking more forgiveness from God over and over and over again. But what if we discover in the, in the truth of the cross that the sin problem had already been conquered and that our forgiveness had already been received and that all we have to do is rest in that, rest in the freedom. And it just changes everything. So we may talk some more about this sort of thing and trying to help people get out of some assumed mindsets about not what they're trying to become, but who they already are in Christ as we continue on here on the Growing in Grace podcast from growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.